0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast, episode number 112. My name is Mike, also known as Big Mike Mike, Mr. Yarnista, probably some other names that I'm not aware of that people call me behind my back. By my side, as always, is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How are you doing today, Elisa?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Things are going real well. Good. we're only 63 dollars away elisa from my extra life goal isn't We've, that amazing i didn't i never thought and honestly i never thought in a million years we'd be 63 dollars away from my extra life goal
1: i look at it as 63 dollars away from you shaving your face and that's there's 63 dollars and like maybe 24 48 hours nope, away I, from you shaving your nope. face well yeah. Because it's 63 dollars and then, like, a day of you looking amazing.
0: Well, let's talk about that for a minute here. A day of me looking amazing. So... Is a typical day. It's a typical day because, obviously, no matter what I'm wearing, what, no matter my hairstyle, my, my facial hairstyle, clothes I'm wearing, I look amazing. I mean, regardless. I think that's obvious to anyone. So here's what I'm going to say. I said last week, I was probably pretty much to the end of my uh, promoting extra life, but we are so close that I'm going to do that one more week. We'll probably have a a wrap up at the end of the year or early next year in January. So here's the thing. I started thinking about this and timing wise this week, because what I've been saying all along or since I started this new challenge of the half beard is that when we hit that thousand dollar mark, my goal of a thousand dollars the next day I would shave half my beard as Tandy did. Well, I guess he didn't really do it himself. His his brother no. did it while he was his, sleeping. His
1: brother did it for him. He didn't <laughs> he he was relieved of having to actually shave half of his right. head so, himself.
0: He didn't do it. Somebody did it for him while he was asleep, but I'm going to do it of my own free will while I'm awake, all by myself. And my whole thing has been like I said, so we we get the get the donations and the next day I shave my beard if we were to just happen to raise that money on Wednesday,
1: I was thinking about this myself uh, this
0: week. I just thought about this like yesterday. I'm like, cause my whole thing has been when that happens, I will spend a day with the half beard. I'll go to work. I'll go to the gym. I'll go to Costco. I'll do all this stuff. If we collect this money on Wednesday, those things cannot and will not happen until Monday. So I would have Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, we would I would we would go to my parents' place. So my we go to my mom's. I
1: feel like this would not be good for the business at Firefly Fibers. Well, I feel we're like getting it would there. just be a big freak show.
0: <laughs> so we'd go to my mom's, and we'd go to my dad's. Oh. Thanksgiving with half beard. Friday is Black Friday, which I have off from work and I will not be going to town. The big city of Madison. So I would be at Firefly Fibers for Black Friday with a half a beard. All day. Saturday, I would also be at Firefly Fibers with a half a beard. I will also be recording a podcast that day I with a half a beard.
1: feel like I want to beg people to not, but I also <laughs> want to beg them to <laughs> donate. Yeah.
0: And Well, Sunday. I mean, Sunday is just a normal day. It's, uh, I can be home and uh, do yard work with half a beard.
1: Oh, the neighbors talk as it is. Then
0: finally, <laughs> on Monday, I would go to work. I would go to the gym. I'll go to Costco. All of those with a half a beard. So we would have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Five days. It's almost a full week.
1: So are you going to keep shaving your half a beard? Yeah, i to keep that... it clean.
0: <laughs> yep. And well, I'll shave like every other day. If I sh- I can't shave every day because I don't know it. Ir- Your delicate flower. Yeah, it irritates my skin. So I'll shave like every other day.
1: But point being, timing that's wise, that's a lot of. That's a lot of uh, half if, a beard. If you're going to make
0: a donation, you may want to consider Wednesday because Wednesday would be the day that it would be. Yeah. Extra dumb.
1: If you've been considering, I I had considered that myself, but then I thought, oh well, I don't want you at the store with half a beard for two you days don't? but you'll be there because i'm like i don't want to have to explain it to everybody i will explain but it. i'm gonna wear you it can so explain it to everybody
0: i've got two extra you, you life know, shirts i will wear them every day you're for gonna six have to days, print out some days. things
1: because people are probably gonna want to donate because there's a yeah. poor guy walking around with half a beard i've
0: thought of that too i'm gonna make some uh, little things with the url on it so i can hand out and say hey you know what i can we can uh, accept donations through the end of the year Here's my URL. If you want to donate something, go ahead and do it. And I've almost so uh, I've almost You're kind thought, of adorable. Well, I'm collecting money for a good cause. And I, I thought too, I've I've already got my challenge for next year picked out. And I've kind of thought that I might do an impromptu uh if we hit fifteen hundred, I might do that challenge this year, just as something to throw out there. But we'll see.
1: Well let's see if you get to the thousand first.
0: I'm almost considering I might there make my own donation of sixty three dollars, mm-hmm. but we'll see Probably no not, though. no that's you not cannot
1: fair. i have had that i i have <laughs> thought that myself as well
0: yeah i won't do that we you and i have already well mostly you yeah via firefly fibers have donated a pretty good chunk of change but
1: i feel it's only appropriate to uh contribute to the the cause and well and we donated the two gift certificates too so
0: yeah. yep so um yeah, I guess mean, if you if you've been considering it, go to alisa com and over on the right hand side you can find a link to the uh, my extra life donation page. you can it's it's $63. obviously it's secure. It is one hundred percent tax deductible. So again, if if it's coming to the end of the year, if you find that you are just making too much money this year, you've made way too much money.
1: Or if you're having a really sad day and you need that to be brightened
0: up, you want to feel better. Sure, yeah. Yeah, If you want to, you know, donate something—five bucks, twenty bucks, a dollar, whatever, whatever you want. I I am absolutely amazed. Considering we, we ended last year at 7.05, we're already about $200 ahead of where we were. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, we're more than $200 ahead yes, of where we were. that's how math works. So it's absolutely amazing. So anyway, go ahead and and, and do that. That's fantastic. Uh, if you'd like to participate in this here podcast that we do each and every week, you can send us an email, podcast at com. Send us questions, comments, suggestions, anything that you want to uh, participate in. We'll talk about it. You have questions. Does not have to be uh, knitting related at all. We'll talk about pretty much anything.
1: I'd like to do a top 5 again. So if somebody would oh, could sure. send us like a top 5. That that's always fun because it always seems like, "Oh, it's so easy." And then you sit down and yeah. it's like, "Wow, I can't figure this out." So
0: We have not done one of those in a long yeah. long time. So, so yeah, send if us you've a got an idea for top 5, whatever's Yeah. Send us an email or pod or uh, Facebook or Twitter or Ravelry or whatever.
1: Not Ravelry. Why not? Message us on Ravelry?
0: If you comment on something somewhere, why not? We'll keep it all straight.
1: I don't check in on Ravelry very often, so there's not much of a chance. So
0: go to to Facebook.com slash Elisa the Arnista.
1: Yeah, email us, Facebook. Either way. Twitter, you keep an eye on the Twitter account.
0: No, I don't. I post things there once in a while, but I don't look at it. Oh.
1: Do you get notifications <laughs> if there's no. something?
0: Oh. I get notifications on my Twitter. Oh, I
1: get notifications on mine. I assume that you got notifications, too. So. Well, just for mine. Okay. Well, I might need to keep an eye on that.
0: Twitter's I don't.
1: I don't... The Twitter thing just kind of, like, makes my head want to explode.
0: Twitter's amazing. Well, Twitter as an organization is not necessarily amazing. However, their product is pretty darn good. I just
1: realized I'm holding up my Firefly Fibers mug in front of my shirt or in front of my sweater sure. that I knit that is the same yarn that I took a picture of the Firefly Fibers mug in front of. It's amazing. The same color. And it's
0: it's Firefly Fibers colors. It is. Even better. So let's go ahead and move it on and talk about what have you been knitting?
1: I have been kind of a knitting machine this week. You have? I have. Well, th- there, there were some... Uh, i'll i'll explain the issues so i uh i cast it on um sorry yeah <laughs> you, you would like a different uh, actually it wasn't
0: so bad was it? it could have been worse at least it just set something on the microphone stand which
1: i tried to set it down very delicately but apparently i'm not a delicate flower like you
0: no that's true so I think we've all come to find that by now
1: i am well on my way well i'm i'm kind of on my way, with a uh, Tincture, the Andrea Mowry one we were talking about last week. Um, the ha- Oh, well, that's not good. What'd you do? Apparently some of the stitches aren't on the needle anymore and the stitch marker is gone. It's, it'll be fine.
0: Holy cow. I don't
1: know where my stitch marker is, though. Yikes. Well, it was jumping out of the bag and now my stitch marker's gone. This is why I don't Oh, okay. There's my stitch marker. It's one of my wool and wire ones, and they're a little. Don't lose that. They're not that. cheap. They're no. like, yeah. This is why I cannot have nice things. And Those are not fancy have and funny. You don't want to lose that. So this is a tincture. Oh, there goes the other side now. Wool and there's another stitch. Um Sheesh. I know. This is tincture by uh, Andrea Mowry. her uh, one of her new um, hat patterns um, that just came out in Arbor. I'm using two different colors than she used. Um, and it's it's a fun knit it's mosaic knitting so it looks fancy with like color work but you only use one color at a time and you just slip stitches so it's super fun a friend of mine came in and got some yarn for it and I can't wait to see how hers knits up because she picked completely different colors so um, there's four repeats of the color work and I'm on I just finished the first and I'm not exactly sure where I am now, so I might have to fix that. Just start, just rip it all out and start. I just over? Just rip it all out and start over. That's no, what I would do. No, it'll be fine. Yeah, okay. It'll be just fine. Um, so that and this one is actually this is the shop sample. So this one will be at Firefly Fibers when it's done. Um, I have two colors set aside for myself. For um, one for me cool. that I will wear. So, um. I also have. Oh, whoops! I also have uh, my. So there's a point, and I I haven't knit a like a sweater that is knit a seamless sweater in a long time. Well, I knit the one for the shop sample, um, but. I've been knitting more pieced. T- I, I I tend I like knitting pieced things mm-hmm. because they're portable, like, all through the thing, and then you just seam them together. Well, um, my Franca reached the point of non-portability this week because it is really big. Um, so it kind of just looks like, a, well, a, an animal right now, I think. I mean, it's like, it's huge. It's like a huge. snuffleupagus. Yeah, it kind of looks like a snuffleupagus. So... um I uh, I have one sleeve done, and I started on the second sleeve last night. Um, so, I had a little bit of a thing on Monday. Monday, right? Yeah, I was knitting, and I'm measuring and measuring and measuring, and I'm like, this doesn't look like it's going to work. I don't think I have enough yarn. Oh yeah. So, um, I thought, oh, well, I'm – because I ordered – two bags for it and they come in bags of five and so i had 10 skeins and um i was going to i thought this this can't I, how is the yardage this far off i'm like well i better do the sleeves i'm like i know it's going to use at least a skein for each sleeve um so yeah i had to order more yarn i'm gonna need two more skeins uh apparently i do math really well for other people when they uh, knit sweaters but when it comes to me i shorted myself like attention. two yeah. skeins so that's a lot so I ordered more and the sleeves, I was right. The sleeves use like one and a third skeins. So, um, I have, I started on the second sleeve and then I have another, I'll have probably like another skein and a quarter or a skein and a half to do, um, the remaining part of the body. And I think I'll be fine. So, but this, I'm excited cause this is gonna be my Thanksgiving sweater. So, um, as soon as it's done, but yeah, the, it's, it's cozy. It looks really nice on. The mm-hmm. fit is nice. Um, the sleeves are nice and long. I did the sleeves maybe a little bit longer than um, than I wanted, than I think I want them, um, just because they there isn't any ribbing or anything to add stability to them. So when you, they, it just, it's stockinette and then you do uh, Jenny's surprisingly stretchy bind off at the end. mm mm-hmm. um, so it's stockinette, so it rolls up a little bit. So I wanted to go a little bit longer, just in case, because I can always. I'd rather rip out a little bit than have to try and add some on later. Mm-hmm. So I erred on the side of caution with that. So, but yeah, the sleeves ended up really fast. I think total of like maybe three hours for one sleeve, three and a half maybe. So that is in progress. So, um, of course, you know when I'm working on sleeves, I think, oh, I should cast on a new sweater. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, getting ready because sure. you don't want to, you know, not have a sweater. going. Oh, well, I have no. a sweater going as a secret sweater right now, but um, so I decided I don't think I talked about this. I changed my Veronica that I changed the color. I decided to do a different color. Um, I was using Shelter and Snowbound. Um, the Veronica cardigan by Shannon Cook. Um, I decided I wanted like a little bit more of a bold color, so I'm shockingly using embers, which is kind of like a rusty orange. Yeah. So I think this will be really pretty. Um, I'm I'm really far. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much done right yeah, now. I, would I say mean, so. I have what couple hours and in- you'll be done. Yeah, I mean an inch and a half of the of the cast on ribbing. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm almost there. So so then I've been like I, I don't want to waste yarn, and I have I have several skeins of uh, the snowbound wound up, and apparently Isabel Kramer is like a witch and keeps like posting like she can just like pull like magic sweater patterns out of her hat. So. Um, and And my friends are really helpful, of course, so a friend of mine kept texting me um every single new Isabel Kramer pattern that has come out in the last like two weeks, which is like four patterns, which I don't know how that happens. She's always like cranking out patterns. I'm wearing an isabel kramer pattern uh sweater right now, yeah, so um so I've been looking for something to do with my um, with my Snowbound because I don't want it to go to waste, you know. So, I. A friend of mine sent me this one. It is. How would you say that? Humulus?
0: Humulus? Humulus, like humulus? Humulus cloud?
1: Yeah, humulus.
0: That's how I would do it.
1: So, it is super cute. It is a yoke it's a, a, a colorwork yolks are like all the thing now um so it's an Isabel Kramer sweater so it's it's you know relaxed fit um it looks great on like all body shapes and it has this cute little like kind of i, I would call it like almost like like a pineapple kind of colorwork motif sure. in the yoke so i am using my snowbound which is a light gray and I was going to use a darker gray for the color work, of course. But then I was told I was going to get some grief for that. From so we're going to
0: use dark gray on light gray as color work. Yes,
1: it, it would seems look nice, pretty boring. But I decided to go with SAP,
0: which looks a lot like which your looks a lot sweater. like
1: my sweater that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Yes, but I think it's going to be really pretty. It's going to give it a little bit of a pop. Um, shelter doesn't have. Uh, there isn't like a really good like well there's a there there's a good yellow, but it's not like a bright kind of yellow like she has in there that i I really like that. I love the grello combination um but I think this will be good, I think I'll like it it'll be pretty versatile, so um yeah, so that's so I swatched for that today, so we had sweater club open knitting at the store today, and um which was good because I think what do they call it widow's weekend?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because it's
1: hunting opener, so everyone's kind of abandoned.
0: Um, Yeah, deer hunting, opening weekend.
1: Nobody's around.
0: Yeah. Well, guys aren't around.
1: Yeah. So I swatched today, and I have my swatch ready to go. Shelter is just so interesting because when you knit it up initially, it's kind of like it feels very different but like pre and post blocking so this feels it's 20 stitches over four inches so it feels a little like feels a little dense right now and just kind of like isn't it, it feels nice um but yeah. once it gets a bath it just like it relaxes and it fluffs up and it's just gonna be beautiful so hopefully this is on because um I think I have like maybe another like four hours of knitting on franca and then that will be done so and then i'm gonna I'm gonna need another sweater to get going on right away so yeah and this will be for me but yeah so that's that's what i have going on the needles right now i don't think i have anything else really i've been i've been pretty good lately i haven't been casting anything on until i finish something and yeah yeah, yeah i think that'll be really pretty i like the, the combination with the with the green
0: so cool so you want gonna buy any of that stuff Elisa was just talking about. Make sure you go to FireflyFibers Firefly Fibers is the local yarn shop that Elisa and I own here in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, which is where we live by chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we live here conveniently. Conveniently, it worked out that way. And uh make sure when you go to that store, you order at least a hundred dollars worth of stuff because that's what it will take to get you free shipping on mm-hmm. that entire order of a hundred dollars. um And what do you want to talk about this week? Um.
1: Oh. Well, first, and, like, super-duper exciting news, and I think, like, it it just, like, it it was even more popular than I could have even imagined. Um, Fringe Supply released um, two new field bags this week, um, yesterday, Friday, the 17th, and they are not only um, prints... There's one print. P-R-I-N-T-S is not Is there a revolution bag or just prints? I knew that's where that was going. That's why I was spelling it. That's why I was spelling it. So one is a camel and one is a plaid design. They are waxed canvas. So they are not only prints this time, but they are also a wax canvas. So they are like water, they, they'll they repel water. I don't want to say they're waterproof because you can't like take them scuba diving. No, they're definitely
0: not waterproof. But um,
1: yeah, so a friend of mine, she goes out in the boat all the time with her husband when he's fishing, so she's really excited because she doesn't take her field bags with her Yeah, um, because water splashes up. So she's excited about it because yeah, she can take them out in the boat now. Yeah. So um, yeah, I um, have more coming because they went super fast and I was messaging with Fringe today and they are still packing orders up. So I got ours out if you've ordered one through Friday yeah, through Friday the 17th, it's on the way to you. Anything any others will be going um, whenever they show up. Whenever they show whenever up. Yeah. Happen. Hopefully yeah, they've,
0: soon within the next 3 months. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they're they're really cool. They're really cool. So they're uh that that's that was the big exciting news this week. Um and then I've been prepping for small business Weekend, we call it Small Business Weekend. Yeah. I think it's too confusing. Everything. There's Black else.
0: Friday. There's Cyber Monday. Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all that stuff. We're just it's Firefly Fiber's fantastic fantasy weekend.
1: So um yeah, I've been checking in needles. We're going to have a an, uh, interchangeable set promotion next weekend. So and I had to restock on needles anyway. And I hate ordering needles. It is my least favorite thing to do ever
0: ever and that's I, that's quite a statement.
1: I love ordering office supplies. I think it's super fun. I love ordering just about everything but needles because there's 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 <clears throat> there's sizes, there's lengths, there's different materials and it's just it's it's so much. So, um I had to restock needles and I conveniently waited to restock everything until the same time. So I yep. had three big needle orders that came in, but they're all on the shelves. I didn't realize how low stuff was until I put everything out today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the needles look you fabulous. You had like eight needles
0: out that people there could were, actually purchase?
1: No, there, were, there were still enough. Oh, but okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll have a promotion on um, interchangeable needle sets next weekend. Um, something awesome coming up from Sugarbush. Um, and of course, always something with Blue Sky. Um and we'll have a promotion for uh, <clears throat> if anyone's been interested in trying the uh, Strata Gold, the Crafter's Hand Balm, which I was just using some of the Fiber Crafter's Hand Balm from uh, Fabula Nebula, a nebula like a cloud. That's how it's spelled.
0: A nebula is like a yeah. not yet yeah. star.
1: Yep yep that's what it is okay and fabula is uh something for a story yeah so something for a story yeah hmm. so um i i was looking on there i was poking. i, I had to place another order so um so we will be doing a promotion that um for the this next weekend that you can um get one of these little guys for free and it's wonderful i love it good yeah a friend of mine got some the other night, like before uh, when she got to the store for, for knitting. And during knitting, I'm like, oh, do you like it? She's like, I have already put it on my hands three times.
0: Pretty, so, that seems excessive. Yeah. But Gosh, yeah, that's probably not necessary. However, don't uh, don't feel bad. You, use you know, it up. Use it up. <laughs> Buy some more.
1: Yeah. And she's like, I, I need more. I need some in every project bag and all of my pockets. And so good. Um, And I also have I, I ordered because there was an incident this last week um i also have some uh quiet the storm which is their original um salve i have some of that coming so it's it's like a good like all-purpose um skin calming salve hmm. i i had to use it because there was a kitchen accident and i yeah, I some little burns I had some grease burns so but yeah it did a great job on that so but yeah trying to think is there anything oh saturday uh, we'll have some in-store stuff going on um friday i think we'll have some additional i'm gonna do some more get some more stuff moved out with clearance stuff so yeah. if you're local definitely stop in online I'm see mike with half get beard as much who is me yeah yeah so i'm excited i'm i'm excited for this time it's always fun because kind of get in the mood for christmas and you come in and you mm-hmm. decorate the front window which i think it's light up the season or something is the
0: but i'll get some extra we lights we never win no, because we do the same thing every we year. Do. We I mean, we we participate well, in that. We put our name in the hat. However, we know what the window should look like and what we want it to look like. We don't mm-hmm. necessarily follow the theme of the decorating contest. Although this year, I might just like get an extra fifteen strings of lights and just blind people. That's fine. That's what the theme is, right? It's something to blind do blind
1: the th- yes, blind the people. That is the theme.
0: People driving down the street, down down. Well, I say mainstream, down Front Street there'll be accidents there'll be pedestrians hitting the crosswalk because they would be blinded by the lights coming out of firefly fibers
1: no i'm gonna do something extra this year too i'm gonna try and uh, make some things for you to hang from the ceiling and
0: amazing that'd be fantastic
1: yeah, i think it'll be it'll be fun but yeah so i think that's that's it for store stuff that's i it. don't think uh field eggs no that's it it's
0: a perfect segue not really. There was no segue there. I just pushed the button.
1: That I burnt myself to start that music. happened in the kitchen. So. That, I guess that did happen in the kitchen. It did.
0: So normally our in the kitchen segment is something Lisa talks about. I guess I have to talk about something this week because I was in the kitchen. I'm in the, I'm in the kitchen pretty much every day. I kind of have to go in the kitchen to get outside most of the time. So I'm technically in the kitchen, but I don't generally do a lot of very complicated cooking while I'm in there. Although as part of my Extra Life uh, fundraising efforts, I did giveaways. So I, people that were donating money were uh, entered into drawings to win various fabulous prizes. One of those fabulous prizes was a dozen cookies baked by me. And so it was a Tuesday? Tuesday I was going to bake those cookies. I, I went uh, last weekend, I went to the store and I bought all of the ingredients to make my cookies. There was a, a very handy recipe on the back of the Toll House chocolate chip packaging some it was
1: so very confusing though it, as you were like using your really fingers wasn't. and toes to count tablespoons in the aisle no,
0: it was super easy to buy the things and then you know i i went home to put them in a bowl and make the cookies so it turns out when you're making when you're baking it's very different than when you're cooking so you can't just like put everything all together and then
1: you can't do that with cooking either
0: make cookies Apparently, you had to mix things in a very specific order in, in like, multiple bowls and doing different things at different times. And it was all very confusing for me. And I didn't realize, so I, I started just, like, the ingredients are listed, so I just started putting all the ingredients in a bowl. I'm like, well, I can just mix this all up and make cookies. Apparently, that's not...
1: That's not how it works. Not how it works. Nope.
0: Yet, and, and somehow they're not just
1: being like picky and being like, hey, you're no. or bossy, they're not just like trying to tell you how to
0: do things. Somehow, sugar counts as a wet ingredient. I don't, it that, doesn't
1: count as a wet ingredient, I mean, it, it goes in with the butter because you have to cream the butter and then you put the sugar in.
0: Yeah, so, so it's, it becomes a wet ingredient because you, you know, it don't goes mix in it with in the with dry the wet ingredients. Well, you know, flour and the chocolate chips, those are all the dry ingredients,
1: right? But you don't, there, there's a science to it.
0: That's my point, is there's apparently there's some sort of chemical reactions that happen when you do things in a very specific order. And if you don't do them in that specific order, your cookies do not turn out very well. They get very flat, is what I found out. And so it didn't work work out. I tried my best. And so I'm going to try again this week. I'm going to try again. You have a new recipe that we're going to try, potentially, right?
1: Yep, because... I, we can't have flour in our kitchen because it might make me sick.
0: Yeah. So that's part of the one so, of the complications. So we're going to try a different kind of a gluten free recipe.
1: Well, it is. It's, it's from the uh, America's Test Kitchen. Um, the how can it be gluten free cookbook that a friend's mother, uh, a friend of mine, his mom sent it to me as a gift.
0: So we're going to try There's that, a, yeah. see what happens. Um, I think this time around, whether it turns out or not, whoever, those those three people that were the dozen cookies, you're getting these cookies. And honestly, I've eaten some of the ones that I made last week. (laughs) They weren't awful. They're very, the the chocolate chips were very chocolatey, which I thought was really good.
1: Well, the benefit with the gluten-free recipe, too, is you don't have to wait for the butter to get to room temperature. You said we had to melt it. You have to melt it. So you okay. you melt it, so you don't have to wait for it to get to room temperature. So you just melt it. So you skip so the you whole
0: room temperature part. Yeah, and then, you just
1: melt it. Okay. So and you you should not be waiting until eight thirty at night to start making well, it's probably five dozen be, cookies.
0: It's probably going to be eight thirty at night because by the time I go to the gym and come home, it's going to be seven thirty.
1: Yeah. It, well, it only takes like twelve minutes to cook them, right? But you have to let them cool before yeah. you can take uh, them off of there. Yeah, that's not so good. So you bad. you've got. You are going to be up until probably 10 or 11 or 12 I'm making I'm always cookies. up until
0: 10 or 11. Okay. At least.
1: <coughs> so I'm driving home from work and I get a text message that said, what did you say? I don't know. Something about how, oh, oh, I think I messed up the cookies and um, are they just going to turn out lumpy? No, it's not mashed potatoes. Well, no, because
0: I didn't. I didn't bring. Because you're supposed to have the room temperature butter, which mm-hmm. I forgot to do beforehand. And so I figured, well, I have to wait for this now, so I, I'm wearing a hoodie because I like wearing hoodies. So I got the the butter in my hoodie pocket, <laughs> trying to warm up the butter so it's you know room temperature and not completely cold out of the fridge. Needless to say, this it didn't didn't go well. It was it kind of a comedy of well. errors from beginning to end. But I made two dozen cookies or two dozen flat chocolate chip type things. You
1: made, you put two dozen little piles of the dough on a the cookie sheet. good. And I mean, it all
0: tasted right. It just didn't chemically apparently didn't work out exactly the way they were supposed to.
1: It didn't work out anything like
0: it's supposed to. I mean, it was close. They were cookie-like. They're pretty... Have you had one?
1: Yeah, I've, I've eaten a yeah, couple.
0: they're pretty good. I was very
1: hungry last night when I was making supper, so I was eating cookies.
0: See? They weren't there. They were bad. there. They're
1: in a bag. That's why we don't have sweets in the house like that, because if it's there, I just eat it. Then I'm fine without it? it, but yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to... You'll give it another run. See how it goes.
0: So, I'll probably do that again, I don't know, I'm thinking Tuesday. We'll see what happens. But that's the plan as of now. But now I know... Put the brown sugar and the white sugar and the eggs and the vanilla, put those all into a bowl and mix it up.
1: Well, I think you should consult the book before you decide to start just doing stuff because don't, this one's a little different
0: now we're going to mix it. I don't know that I'm comfortable with that because i now I know what the toll house recipe is. I don't know if I want to change that up. That makes I, me nervous,
1: well, but you can't just do the toll house recipe. It sounds like.
0: We may have to have a conversation about this off the air because now I'm scared.
1: Well, no, it's the same ingredients and everything. It's just it, it ratios and stuff are adjusted a little bit. So it works for um, for gluten-free. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Chocolate chip. There's oatmeal raisin cookies in here too, Mike.
0: Chocolate cookies. I would make oatmeal raisin for myself, however.
1: That looks much better than the cookies that you made.
0: I don't want to say much better. I would say better. <laughs> a certain... it looks,
1: they, it, it, they look like cookies.
0: Yeah, it looks like mine look like cookies. They're just real flat. They have they chocolate were, they, chips. They like them. ran everywhere.
1: They, you had yeah. to like cut them up. Yeah, they there's some cookies are bigger than others because they they liked each other. They they just like melted into each other. So yeah, the 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 ingredients aren't any different other than there's I think two tablespoons of milk.
0: Oh, uh, we get to buy milk now. I was kind of surprised that there wasn't any milk in there to begin with. I'm
1: no, there's no milk in cookies. No in
0: well, chocolate chip cookies. Okay, there isn't those.
1: Yeah, they go through, and it's interesting. The this 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 cookbook is really interesting because it it talks about why the recipe works and like why they do the things to make them gluten free. So, and it has to. uh this has to sit for thirty minutes.
0: Well, and I will say you, you were somewhat vindicated with the Toll House recipe, because one of the things it said was optional was nuts. It said you could put nuts in there, and I I thought that was real weird, because we had that whole conversation, and apparently nuts is a thing you can't put in chocolate chip cookies.
1: Yeah, you put nuts in chocolate chip cookies. No,
0: normal people don't, but apparently No, enough,
1: you put nuts in chocolate—you walnuts in chocolate chip cookies. Enough
0: weirdos do put chocolate chips or put nuts in their chocolate chip cookies that it's part of a toll house. It's kind of like in, in Monopoly, when you buy Monopoly, they say, here are all the rules, but then here are also some house rules that weirdos use when they play Monopoly. Like if you you put all of your uh, luxury tax money into the no how does that go into so jail? What no. about
1: what about brownies? Do do, do nuts yeah, go in brownies? We've talked
0: about this. Nuts are fine in brownies as nuts long as you're, are good in
1: chocolate chip cookies. As long as you're
0: not allergic to them. No, you don't put nuts in chocolate well, chip cookies.
1: And, you, and we've I think we've talked about this too. That like my mom made chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you Jennifer. She also says normal people put nuts in chocolate no, chip cookies. No, they do not. Yeah. So uh, my mom would make chocolate chip cookies. I would pick the ones that had the like the least number of chocolate chips in them because I liked the I liked the chocolate chip or I like I the chocolate chip cookies with uh, basically I liked walnut cookies.
0: Then that's not chocolate I would, chip.
1: I I would pick out the chocolate chips and I would eat the chocolate chip separate because I'm not I don't know. I don't I've never been really big on chocolate. So I would pick out the pick out the chocolate chips, and then I liked them just walnut
0: cookies. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Pretty good. That's very weird. Delicious. I'm not. I would definitely not say that 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 was delicious. All right, let's head it on over. Move it on over to some Canadian canoes, and I've been pushing this one or promoting this one, or, or I don't know how you want to say it for for weeks. We haven't had knitting canoes in weeks. Things are piling up. We've got a backlog backlog of knitting news. But we're going to talk to Elisa about her whole fashion background and get opinions on all of this. So this one... That's ugly. Hopefully it's not too late to talk about jumpers and sweaters for this fall and winter season. So the first one, of course, comes to us from telegraph.co.uk. Actually, the second one does as as well. But this one is the seven types of knitted jumpers to invest in this season.
1: Actually, it's not ugly. It's nothing that I would knit for myself.
0: Oh, just get ready. So this is a very interesting article. So this one, it, it talks about or has pictures of sweaters on the runway. And as anybody who follows, as I do,
1: runway fashion, runway fashion.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm real big on the runway fashion. I think everybody knows that by now. Things are a little exaggerated. Is that maybe a good way to say runway fashion shows are weird?
1: Oh th- Yeah, it's nothing that people actually wear.
0: No. So this one takes basically pictures of runway fashion along with some uh, various, I don't know, words and things. Apparently, if you need help buying a sweater, this article is going to help you do that. Um, good Knitwear is a cornerstone of her autumn wardrobe, and this season's catwalk shows were brimming with fabulous inspiration. So let's take a look here. So the first one is classic. And that makes sense, right? That actually looks like a sweater that somebody, a human being, might wear.
1: She looks like a human being and she's wearing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Mm -hmm. sweater itself, it looks like something you could potentially wear with whatever you have. But despite the myriad jazzy knitwear styles around, you wouldn't be judged for sticking to your guns and opting for a simple style. Because simple doesn't mean boring. And there's something to be said about stockpiling navy, camel, block, black, and gray cashmere, uh, merino, or mohair jumpers. They don't date, for one, and they go with pretty much everything else in your wardrobe, making them, wor- making them a worthy investment. So two things. First of all, investment. Clothes are not an investment. It's not like real estate or stocks or an increase in value. It's, it's, it's a purchase. It's a, it's a garment that you're going to wear.
1: No, it, but, the staple items are an investment because you—it's mm. not an investment like, like a stock fund. No, it is not. But you buy like a nice sweater, like that techno sweater that I'm knitting. That thing isn't that that that's an investment. Yeah, I guess maybe
0: depending but on your definition that that is, of investment, I'm,
1: that sweater is probably going to last me forever.
0: Well, I would certainly hope so. I would hope so as well.
1: But yeah. So that's why those yeah you you pick navy camel black or gray for those like staple things yeah.
0: So the other thing about this is it reads like. Did you ever see ever watch the Saturday Night Live sketch with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler the Zagat's Guide, where they're talking wow. where Chris Farley is the wife and Adam Sandler is the husband and they're reading through the Zagat's Guide of all the, the different restaurants that they're that are in the area because they're going to go out to eat
1: very possibly but i don't retain those things like you do oh my
0: god it was amazing I put
2: cap on
1: who am
0: i that's not what i want i want this one
1: come back to jamaica at picklin parrot yes jerk chicken and other choice caribbean fare hey mom see you there
0: <laughs> take me god i am ready to meet you <laughs> Whoever wrote this article, it sounds like... The, That's how fashion reads. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's so pretentious. But then they give you a normal sweater that kind of, I don't want to yeah. say mirrors, but it's kind of like... So you can't buy the runway sweater because no. it's always so like out there and weird and not something any normal person would wear. Then they give you the normal one. But then there's oversized, which the runway version is definitely Ugly. oversized. I mean, this is something... like Get Andre the Giant a sweater. And it would fit him perfectly. So then they talk about, uh, yeah, not the easiest of catwalk trends to apply to your own wardrobe. But oversized does not, doesn't have to be overwhelming. If you like your jumpers big and cozy, then take a cue from the likes of Ports 1961, Pringle of Scotland. And I don't even know who these things are. Apparently they're stores or designers or, or manufacturers of sweaters. So apparently you can, you can buy and see that sweater. Mm-hmm. Looks normal. That's a good-looking sweater. If you they show you the the normal human being version,
1: it's three hundred and fifteen pounds. What? That's still oh not a normal Lord. sweater.
0: I didn't look at the price. I just mm-hmm. looked at the picture of it. It looks like a nice sweater, but for yeah, th- so three hundred and fifteen pounds is probably what like seven hundred dollars.
1: It's it's no no no. It's like maybe four four hundred and something.
0: Oh, is it that close again? Yeah, I thought the exchange yeah. was still like at least double.
1: No. No, it's it's better now. I I pay for things in pounds. Oh, okay. Um, three hundred and fifteen pounds to dollars <clears throat> four
0: sixteen. <clears throat> so that's affordable for a normal person, then. So, it-
1: and it's it's mohair, so at least it's something good quality. But I look at that and I think that's not something that that is not going to like. To me that's not an investment. That's like you you I don't know how long a lavender sweater with like a weird like lace pattern is going to stay fashionable. Right. It, oversized.
0: So it's not like the classic that we <laughs> saw before that's going to last no. forever. And then of course you've got your normal what happened there? cable knit sweater which the sleeves are huge and everything is red. But again, that's that's the the catwalk. Oh, the shoes are pointy. Weird. With nice with bows, ribbons. It looks like they're on a basketball court, like that parquet floor. That looks like somebody needs to come in and redo that floor.
1: That's not. Well, that's, parquet is different than that. No, that's that that's looks like parquet. that looks
0: like a basketball court. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which is parquet. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got your normal. Uh, I'm trying to find. I don't even know what I'm doing at this point, but striped. So you got nice striped sweaters. You've got your polo neck sweaters, <laughs> which the woman wearing this polo neck sweater looks so uncomfortable.
1: What is going a polo neck? Oh, a polo neck. A turtleneck. It's
0: a it's a turtleneck, but it, this is it's like the whole a thing huge... looks
1: all like it's all kittywampus. wampus.
0: It looks like she's being choked and suffocated, mm-hmm. and her head is being. Uh, I don't know what's happening with this sweater. <laughs> She looks so uncomfortable. I feel bad for her to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> she, if you just look at her face she looks fine, but like overall it it looks awkward.
0: I guess she's she's being paid and she's making money. Yeah. So, you know, I guess her life could be worse. They can't smile. They don't no, and get then to smile. Like the like the normal human being what version. That's not even close. There's no there's no I guess there's oh, there a polo neck. I thought that was a something, but yeah, it's completely different from what was shown in the picture again if you were to give andre giant andre the giant this polo neck sweater
1: her hands can't even poke out the bottom that's how long the sleeves are
0: yeah the sleeves are longer than her arms it's like
1: they just took like a really really like a big a sweater from the big man store and put it on her
0: yeah i wonder if like the original model just didn't show up and they're like, oh man, this this we have this seven foot woman who's supposed to show up and wear this so sweater.
1: Is she holding something with her other hand, or what's going on? Yeah, there? Yeah, she looks like
0: she's got a bag or something okay. there, and maybe I don't know if that's a, some sort of a.
1: Oh, I don't know. That doesn't even look. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't weird. know what
0: it is. But yes. Well, it
1: looks like her the 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 skirt or dress or whatever that is. It's it looks like part of it's like hanging down on one side too. Like that doesn't work either.
0: I think it might be like pants like flowy pant type things and that's just like her in mid stride it's kind of flowing out to one side and tighter well, no, on like the other like up at the
1: waistband that one side oh. it looks like part of the waistband is like yeah. folded down like no. that's too big too
0: somebody who doesn't know how to sew made that one this one looks normal there's a was lurex i've never heard of lurex whatever lurex is it's more normal but cashmere jumper sparkly oh, sister the lurex sparkly. knit needn't be reserved is that all it is lurex is spark sparkly
1: i think so I don't it's know. a party
0: knit party in quotations can be worn for all manner of occasions and is ideal for those who prefer to be overdressed rather than underdressed gold and silver have their allure but so so too do colorful styles keep your eyes peeled for emerald mustard cobalt and burgundy variations and wear for work but keep for evening
1: Yes, because I I wear sparkly sweaters to work all the time.
0: Well, this one's only 49 pounds. So, I mean, that at least a normal human being can purchase that sweater. How
1: how is that only 49 pounds? I don't know. Hmm.
0: It's sparkling merino merino wool. wool. And it's sparkling.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, and here's the patterned one. I mean, a patterned sweater is a patterned sweater. There's not a whole heck of a lot to say there, but...
1: There's the colored yoke. Those yokes, I tell you, they have taken over everything. Like, everything that I'm getting, like everything is just color work yoked
0: so the style for this fall and winter oh. is a color work yoke so if you're looking at that that's the way it goes you can get one this one from j crew for 108 pounds 150 bucks
1: mm-hmm.
0: which if you're buying a sweater to me is a lot if you're making it maybe not so much but
1: no not so mu- don't, d- no don't say that so much if you're making it because no
0: that's why I, that, yeah. that's what i just said at least did you hear the words i said i know So talking about netters, netters, sweaters, sweaters, I'm mixing up knitters and sweaters multiple times. So this one, I don't know that I'm going to go through the whole story on this one, but knits for work, how to keep warm at the office this winter. Just, do you need an article on the internet for how to dress at work for any season, I guess, but in the winter?
1: I, I think adults can figure that out.
0: It doesn't seem like you should need to consult a website for how to dress yourself or how to stay warm in the office in the winter. I don't I don't understand exactly how that all works. So the question is, as it gets colder, my silk shirt is too cool for the office. Really? You think so? But I don't want to crumple my jackets by sitting at my desk in them. Is there a smart knitwear option? You you can't go to the store and look at sweaters. You need to... By the time you submit your question <laughs> and somebody has time to write an article and post it on the internet, it's like June. Just go to the store and buy a sweater. Are you five? You need somebody to tell you what to buy? This is ridiculous.
1: Oh, oh that's... Terrible. Everybody has. Well, it's like it's the same thing as during the summer. So if it's if it's warm in the summer, you don't put on your bulky merino sweater to go to
0: work. Well, I would certainly hope not. You should have some level of common sense.
1: I mean, I think that's why it's called sweater weather.
0: Right. Well, and then in the middle, they've got a promotion or an a ad for another one of their articles called 50 of the best knitted jumpers to buy now to see you through autumn and beyond. 50. You,
1: well, you're think not going like to pick them all, but.
0: Eight would be plenty. Go, just go to Kohl's. No, don't go to Kohl's. Go somewhere and buy a sweater. Go to JCPenney.
1: No, go to fireflyfibers.com and get yarn and knit yourself yeah, a sweater. If you're listening or a to this,
0: if you're listening to this show, you probably have the the ability to go and make your own sweater.
1: Do that. Don't. Well, and if you haven't knit a sweater, I'm going to say a lot of a lot of knitters are intimidated to knit their first sweater. Just make sure you're on gauge. Pick the right size and it's just a lot of knitting.
0: Yeah. Well, my aunt's first project was a sweater. And just about only, except for she's been making watch claws the Uh, last handful of years. But just just suck it up, take a deep breath, knit a sweater. It's fun. So this next story, I am really curious to get your opinion as a fashion and knitting professional.
1: Should I close my eyes? I don't know. So I'm surprised. So
0: Zara, this is mirror.uk.co.uk. Zara sells bizarre knitted scarf, which doesn't just keep your neck warm. So first of all, I'm going to say, should we describe this first? So basically, oh, yeah, there's
1: stuff like that on Ravelry. Is there? It's a. It's long, like a scarf that has sleeves on the end.
0: Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. sleeves that you can put your hands through. That I guess maybe keeps your wrists. It's. I would almost call this more of a cowl than a scarf because nobody seems to really have it wrapped around their neck. It's all just kind of around the shoulders. But
1: but a cowl goes around the neck. What? A cowl wraps around the neck. Well, a scarf then is. Then what would
0: you call this?
1: I call it a scarf with sleeves. Okay, because it it's doesn't a, really. A cowl is a circular thing.
0: All right. So what? What is your opinion as a knitting and fashion professional?
1: I I think it's weird looking. I'm sure people enjoy it. Um, but I that looks kind of like. I don't know. It, to me, it looks like I would feel like I'm strangling myself.
0: Right. If you try to move your yeah, arms you're gonna, around, you feel mm-hmm. like it's going to st- tighten around your neck or something. Yeah. So like here, why not just have a matching set of fingerless gloves or fingerless mitts and a scarf or a cow?
1: that's not a new thing that you can sell to people.
0: Well, that's, well, I guess maybe that's as good that's of a reason or excuse. Like. Sell people things they don't need.
1: No, being innovative and coming up with something new.
0: Well, everybody's but already made or, or that bought. That just
1: looks, it looks awkward to me. It looks very awkward because it it's really, never going to yeah. like wrap right. And, oh, look at that. You can just throw it right around your neck. Well, now it looks like you have a sleeve on the, it looks like you're just wearing a long sleeve. Right. No, there's, there are some patterns like that on Ravelry, but yeah, I, they all seem like, I feel like it's it's an ordeal. It's like a thing. You have to, like, have the right thing underneath, and you're going to have to wrap yeah. it just right to not be uncomfortable. And so, yeah. No, I think you have a scarf or a cowl, and then you just make some matching mitts.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my thought. I, I, I'm kind of in between. Or wear a sweater. It's kind of neat mm-hmm. because it's different, but it also seems very impractical and... I guess it's fashion, so it doesn't need to be practical. And most fashionable things are not practical. And that's kind of even...
1: when you look at that first picture, it's like it's falling off her back, too, there. I mean, that just does not look comfortable.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And even... uh, I'm trying to find... uh, Where was it? Yeah, so Zara's uh, Zara Zara Zara's multi-position scarf comes complete with armholes. We can see the practical benefits, but is it, but is it simply a style no-no? And I don't know. I guess I'm not obviously like the style. It looks uncomfortable to me. Guru. Like I look at
1: the the picture with the the button down underneath it. That looks really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Well, because it's worn on top of
1: like a the shirt, shirt that would fit Andre the Giant.
0: Right on top of a big. Uh, Sure, and that's even the the one sentence that kind of sums up the whole thing for me is we can't we just can't decide if this knitwear trend is practically genius or pure bonkers, and I I agree with that because I can't decide either. I can see it's kind of a neat, different, unique thing, but also it seems very weird.
1: There's some stuff like this on Ravelry, but I think that like the, the designers, it fits better and is yeah. a little bit different. But yeah. No, I like my stuff separate. I feel like I would just, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would feel like something was falling off all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I I can't even Mm -hmm. think of anything else to say. It's weird. And then the final story is, is one that, something we've talked about kind of a little bit in passing here and there from time to time. But Crewit the Crop, welcome to plant based knitwear. So there are some Mm. things in this story that I really like and I like the idea of. There are other things that I think are uh, less positive, I guess, as we talk about it. But uh, So, Kate Morris conjures primary colored pop art clothes out of her knitting machine. A little like a 3D printer can create an object out of layers of string plastic. Welcome to the world of knitting as engineering, where flat pack designs are weaved into award-winning fashion collections. So uh let me tell let me see what i'm looking for here so obviously more runway fashion that's all like odd colors and weird things but after training in fine art morris realized she wanted to do more than just just create she wanted to help restore some of the balance in the fashion industry spurred into action by the rana plaza disaster which was a pivotal pivotal wake-up call for many young fashion designers she combined that with her knitting hobby as the platform to make clothes that do less damage to the world, which I think is a fantastic idea and a great uh, starting point and a great thing to do. Her take on sustainable fashion is one that's inspired by most modern, modern, modern pop art, cheeky culture references, and she injects a sense of style and fun into her clothes that many don't associate with fashion that does good. And she says sustainable fashion has the image of being a bit beige and hempy, which is something I want to challenge. And so she is doing a couple of, uh, a a couple of different things. So she talks about minimal seam. Um, There's no cutting and minimal seam work. It increases production efficiency and you knit it all at once. So less seams, less chance of it coming apart. The clothes last longer and are easier, easier to deconstruct once they've reached the end of their life. Uh, Plus seams mean, Plus, less seams means more comfort, so the technique is often used in sportswear. And something I've seen a couple different places, we have tiny amounts of waste with machine knitting. The machine casts on a, a bit of knitting first, but that's about it. I did a, a tiny project where I collected all of my waste of offcuts of yarn and made a stuff pom-pom, knitted too with all my waste, but mostly the tiny scrap go into recycling. And so in in my kind of... Knitting news or stories and things that I get, this is something you see a lot of when it comes to machine knitting uh, for whether it's clothing or even like shoes and things like that are are being more knitted is that with the machines, there's less waste because it knows Mm -hmm. exactly the yardage it's going to need and and how much yarn it's going to take to make a specific garment. So you have less waste, which I think is a a good thing. So the
1: sustainability, of it is, I think the less waste is good, but what happens when you are taking and transferring or trans, if when you're taking, uh, bamboo and some of those other things and taking and turning them into like a fiber that you can use as yarn when it's not like a raw material, it is, it's such a chemical process, so it's not low impacting.
0: Yep. So we're getting to that. So oh, we that's, are getting to that. Yep, that's okay. That's exactly kind of the the next thing. Which that, um, yeah,
1: it's molecularly not even recognizable.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of where I think we're going after this, uh, is kind of where she takes a detour. And I don't want to sound, I don't know how to even say this, but she maybe needs to do a little more research into like you said the the impact of uh of doing all this so so that is is definitely one thing if you're using that you know a a plant-based material um like a cotton or animal-based material like you know whether it's wool or alpaca or whatever it is but uh taking it one step further her crop clothes have the care labels knitted into the clever jacquard designs which is cool giving the wearer watching instructions and a handy reminder of where the clothes are made um It's important to Morris that her clothes are low-impact, both in the production process and after they're sold, so no microplastic particles will get washed into the sea. That's fantastic. And her pieces aren't just seasonal but adaptable, enabling the wearer to mix and match them as layers for continued use. Um, So the clothing is also vegan-friendly, as Morris doesn't use wool, which... I get if you're a vegan, you want to have those options. Um, While many imagine knitting and yarn to only relate to wool, knitwear can be made with a range of plant-based fibers, many of which Morris tried out before settling on bamboo and organic cotton. She's also looking at using alternative fibers like nettles in the future to make her clothes even more sustainable. So, and this is kind of exactly what you were just talking about. So, again, as, as a vegan, I can understand where you would want to purchase clothing that were not made from animals. However, I think in general, if you are of that opinion, perhaps you don't completely understand the animal care process and what goes into shearing mm-hmm. and uh what you're you're not harming the animal and actually in the long run it's good for they need them. a haircut. We had a story, I don't know, several, a long time ago, about the sheep who kind of got lost from their flock and oh, ended up... He was, uh,
1: he was huge. Yeah, overgrown. I don't know how he didn't like just fall over like a sumo wrestler and not be yeah. able to get back up.
0: He couldn't see the hair. was all grown over his face and everything. So, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's good for the animal. Um, but we're not, I guess, here to talk or debate about that. But again, like you said... Um, organic cotton, obviously that is a fantastic thing. You've got yep. organic cotton in the shop, but when it comes to something like bamboo,
1: but you have to make sure they're low impact dyes too, if you want to be, cause the sure. dyes are the, the, the dyes are very, very harmful to the environment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. All, all that stuff gets washed down the drain or ends up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if it ends up in your drinking water or in your river that ends up in somebody's lake that ends up in somebody's ocean, whatever. Yeah, that all has an impact that it's not just the immediate use that you are currently using it for. It's all the stuff, uh, I mean, literally downstream yep. that happens that you might not be considering. And then you talk about bamboo, and this has come up for us a couple of times in the past. You know, bamboo is great. It's uh, antimicrobial. Yep. So, well, apparently, so, supposedly.
1: Well, and what happens with bamboo is bamboo is like, I mean, like rayon. It is, It it is it's... It it has to be processed to like for it to be so soft. It has to be like processed so much that it is molecularly not even recognizable. And at that point, there are so many chemicals that have gone into it that you can't recognize it. So there was a big thing. What was it like six or six probably six years ago, maybe seven years ago? That um a lot of companies because that was that was when bamboo was like the really big thing. Um, and the, the, I don't know who, I don't know who's like in charge of it, but they said you cannot label this as bamboo if it has gone through this process because, like, so the, the fabric industry and the yarn industry, they were all, um, they were all impacted by this because, you know, they were labeling it as bamboo as eco friendly, but since it wasn't molecularly recognizable, they had to label it as, um, viscose. I mean Viscose bamboo. Fiber. Yeah,
0: bamboo is a tree. Yeah. I mean, you take you think you're, you you can't knit with a tree, you, right? You, I mean, it it, it takes some well, significant like
1: milk yarn and corn yarn. It doesn't like you can't just like make yarn out of milk. I oh. mean, <laughs> there's something that has to happen there. Right. So you have
0: to, like you said, you have to change it on a molecular level to make it into something fibrous to turn into yeah. yarn. Yeah. And so.
1: Yeah, so you can't – yeah. So they had to change the whole marketing thing. I mean, fabric companies had to change the way that they were labeling stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, good. And that's why I don't carry bamboo at the store because it is so chemically processed. Right,
0: and you have to think about not only the material it's made out of or what it mm-hmm. becomes, but you – and I again, I am not an expert on the whole process of turning bamboo trees into knittable yarn, but all those chemicals and all the, the processing that happens – all the chemicals that are used, what happens to that? Right. I mean, can you use that more than once? If I mean, whether you can or not, where does it go after that? Does it get used for something else, or does it get washed down your you pour it down the sink and now it ends up in your treatment plant? Well, where and does that's it go? where
1: you know I like I you know, working with um, with Julie Aslan, I mean, I t- I talk to her a lot, and she switched over to new dyes because they're I believe they're, the new ones are free of heavy metals or they have very little heavy metals in them um i can't remember don't yeah it's one of the other, but they're metal yeah but th- it's the heavy metals are really bad for the environment yeah um and the new dyes um lower temperatures um it's they're more predictable um they're more light fast color fast there's less weight so that's why they made the decision to switch and the color is better with them um so they they switched everything yeah So, and they, they recycle their water. I mean, they do. Yeah. they're Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you're, if you're eco-conscious, it, you know, it's, it's good to look into that kind of stuff. And yes, granted
1: it is, it is wool. So it's not vegan friendly, but
0: sure. But you know, again, that's, that's a decision you're going to have to make if, if you're vegan, it's, you know, I can respect that and you make that decision, but you know, question where it is that your garments are coming from and how they're made and not just that they're vegan. If you're, intention is to be eco-friendly yep. and whatever you know be be aware so this is an interesting article like i said i i appreciate where she's coming from and what she's trying to do um but i think again some of that maybe could make some better decisions i think Yep. so i think at, at this point man we're at a good spot we can kind of wrap it up and bind off and get something to eat
1: I, I I love how you like you, you let me get on my 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 soapbox there. Thank you. What
0: do you mean that that was a soapbox designed for both of us? I, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. We have we we have opinions. We're we're here in a podcast to share them. That's the point of a podcast to share your opinions. Sometimes it might be controversial. We might sometimes say things you don't want to hear or things you don't agree with. But you know what? We're gonna say them. And if you don't agree, if you have something you want to say, send us an email, podcast at com, And uh, we can talk about that. If you have questions or you're looking for clarification, you want to know more about a a certain whatever it is that we've talked about, whether it's knitting news or something, uh, a recipe or something that Elisa has talked about or something, you want to learn how to make cookies, send us an email. I I can help you with that.
1: If you want to help Mike learn how to make cookies.
0: Well, we've got a recipe that's going to help us do that. If it doesn't work out this week, we'll maybe uh, give that a shot next week and see uh, if people can help with a new recipe. But yeah, send us an email, podcast at com If you want to stay up to uh, speed on what Elisa's got going on, whether it's stuff in the kitchen or whatever it is, uh, you can uh, go to com up in the upper right-hand area. We've got all the social media stuff there. We've got facebook and twitter and ravelry and instagram and all that kind of good stuff you can uh follow elisa on all of those things if you would like to uh watch us live live
1: or just watch us
0: live
1: or just watch us
0: or just watch us live on the internet patreon dot com slash elisa the yarnista there for only five dollars per month you can join us as we record each and every episode of the podcast on generally saturdays like 99 percent of the time is on saturdays you can join us there hang out in the chat with all the other cool people that hang out in the chat while we're there talking about all the stuff we talk about um we are always there like before and after the show we don't just like start recording the show and stop i mean sometimes we do but not really (laughs) no we never do We always uh, do some kind of weird stuff before and after, just kind of hang out and chat and talk and stuff. Mostly you. You do the weird stuff. I do the weird stuff. But for only $5 a month, you can uh, participate and join in there uh, and do all that stuff, too. It's also a good way to kind of support us here, which we appreciate, and that's always fun. Um, But otherwise, are we done?
1: I think so. I'm really... I'm hungry. I have been thinking about that... that, that Jalapeno artichoke dip from Costco, like all day.
0: Get that from Costco. Maybe uh, on Monday I'll buy some more with my half a beard. Go to extra dash life. dot org slash participant slash big mike mike. Make a donation there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start pushing for it. Too. I I because I can't be the one to do it. I can't.
0: No, we'll get it. I, I'm confident we've got another like month so. Next weekend or so. would be perfect. This, I think timing wise, this would be about as good as it's going to yeah. get. So if if you've been thinking about it, it's a great time to do it.
1: How about this? oh would, would you be willing if you hit that anytime between now and Wednesday, it's just going to be a Thanksgiving weekend thing? Sure. So it doesn't to, have to be the day after. No, are you willing to do it? Okay. Well, I guess am I willing to let you work at the store for two days with half a beard? Well, that's going to happen <laughs> yes.
0: regardless. That's got. That's not up to you. Okay. So that's up to the people.
1: It will happen if 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 it happens anytime between now and Wednesday, it will be yes. an all weekend thing. It'll there.
0: be all week. It'll be a five days, almost an entire full week of half of a beard, which yes. I'll have to reshave. So do that. It'll be amazing. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate you spending your time here with us today as we record the show and listening after the fact. We'll see you all in a week. Bye-bye. Cheers.
2: I put this knit cap on. Who am I? I'm still Johnny Cochran with a knit cap. And if you look at OJ Simpson over there, and he has a rather large head, OJ Simpson in a knit cap from two blocks away is still OJ Simpson. It's no disguise. It's no disguise. It makes no sense. It doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit.